What's up, family? Happy Wednesday, and welcome to the faction powered by Bonnerfied Radio. It's your man, GB. You know, one of my favorite days of the entire week is Wednesday. And my favorite time of the week on Wednesday is right now because we get to talk about the wonderful world of pro wrestling and bring our community together with the power of the faction and i am never alone no never alone my good brother's with me courtney beard what's up brother salute my people we are all the way up and you know what it is i'm basically undefeated that's right baby fast lane came fast lane went now you know that I am have been sent, and you know what it is. Hey, undefeated, undefeated in your face. If if you were smart, you would have pulled out a Bianca Belair and said you were undefeated. But you don't my really hair's watch. Not long enough. You don't really watch NXT like that. So we'll just, my, hair, my hair's not long enough for Bianca Belair. That's because you keep cutting it. That's why. Like, I, why do you G, keep, please explain this to me? Because G, it gets so like like for instance, guys. GB, uh, his hair is long. Yeah. Like mine could have been that long. Yeah. But. I keep cutting it because it gets so heavy. Oh my gosh! So you, but it's not like it's not. And I mean, so is it just the <laughs> style that you wear that makes it super heavy? Because like for me, I like don't I know, have man. Mine, I have mine tied up in the back, so it's not heavy so, on my neck at all. What? What the heck is that? That must be Clack's wow. grand entrance. Are you vacuuming on the <laughs> show, Clack? Oh, we started? Oh, oh yeah, we started. What we in the started. world? <laughs> Did we start? <laughs> what the, oh, my he, God. He, he, he thinks he's Kenny Omega, the cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> well, since you just interrupted like that, ladies and gentlemen, it's the cleaner, Brandon Clack. Well, I'm happy to be here. I might be a bit tardy, but... Uh, at least I'm not a traitor like Courtney Beard. Oh. A traitor? Oh. Who did I trade on? I don't know. It just feels like you probably did it in the last 48 hours. The, the bad thing is I had to go through my role that's like, man, I trade that probably did. No, did, did it really? I probably said some mess. You know, I have the ability to say stuff, and then I don't really connect what I said. Oh, Lord. So, uh, you know, that, so who that's, knows? So, I, I just know I'm undefeated. You're not undefeated, and we're going to straighten that out. Why? You know, this is your your problem, (laughs) Courtney, and this is why nobody believes you, because you can't fully tell the truth. You're not undefeated. You lost. Now, you did really well, but you're not undefeated. I'm basically undefeated. I was beguiled. There's not basic. No, no. No, and we're going to get in, in the next segment. We're going to explain all of this so the people know what we're talking about, because, no, you're not undefeated. You did well, but you're not undefeated. So, Clack, how was your week, man? Uh, it is uh, hectic and, and fast paced as usual. Uh-huh. Uh, I am headed to Arkansas for the next two days. Oh, wow. Then I have to go to New Orleans. Then I'm in New York. So it's uh Fast paced, but I'm enjoying it. You're on the fast lane to WrestleMania, I see. 
It feels like it. <laughs> and you're in New York like a couple of weeks early. You're supposed to be there first week in April for WrestleMania, but I guess you're tilling the ground for Vince, huh? Well, we're supposed to connect while I'm there. Okay. And then we'll, we're going to work out some travel arrangements, and, and I get to see uh, all my nieces and nephews and all that good stuff. So I'm excited about it. Very good. The only, the only Vince you're going to see is maybe Tamar's ex-husband, Vince. Oh, my God. Oh my! You won't be seeing Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Why do you bring Tamar Braxton into this? Have we ever said Tamar Braxton's name on this show? Not until right now. Leave it to you. Leave it to you. Uh, Oh my gosh! What in the world? Next, you're gonna bring Iyanla up. Like this is crazy. So dare I ask? Listen, how was your week, Courtney? It was really good. Of course, you know. Last week I was in Mid South. Yes. Uh. Uh, you know, I was I was in the old Memphis territory mm-hmm. and uh, hanging out with the old Brandon Clack. Came back here to the River City Island Motown, and man, life has been going well this week. Man, I feel like I've been busy, 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 busy this week, and uh, I'm I'm really enjoying hanging out with my brothers here. Well, good, good for you, good for you. Well, things are certainly busy on this side of the world. We are at 30 weeks for those who are keeping track with Baby Bonerfied. So. Yeah, it is. Uh, we're we're on the fast lane to uh, to this baby showing up. So yeah, I'm a little nervous, but we'll be all right. We'll be absolutely. Dude, all so right. are you having to run out and grab any weird foods for your wife yet? Um, actually, no. She's not had any weird food pregnancy combinations. Now, you know, does she ask for things more than normal? Sure, but you know, no weird combinations. And so we've we've kind of dodge those kind of bullets you know no uh pickles and peanut butter and, and that kind of thing so yeah yeah, that's, yeah that's, I'd, you know, come up with that one I'd, it's a weird pregnancy thing that you know some people will come up with so jesus yeah so <laughs> we're we're safe from that well listen if you guys missed last week's show of course you missed something special you never want to miss the faction we spent some time paying tribute to luke perry and to king kong bundy two fallen legends uh we celebrated 47 years of new japan pro wrestling and we jumped into pro wrestling's march madness we talked about all of that and more uh go back check it out it's episode 155 of the faction available on our website bonerfiedradio.com or of course you can check it out via podcast uh wherever you check out your podcast all right new week new show courtney tell them what's up for this week Welcome to episode 156 of the Faction right here on Bonafide Radio. We will definitely recap Fastlane, the pay-per-view, talk about Tommaso Ciampa, WrestleMania 36, and Kurt Angle's retirement. But before we do, sick of it by scaling. You're listening to the Faction on Bonafide Radio. That's radio the way it's supposed to be. This is Caprice Coleman, and you're listening to the Faction on Bonafide Radio. That's right, the mount, the style, the grace, the shape, and the faith. Support Bonafide Radio, the faction. Keep it on, baby.
the faction. One, two, three. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Welcome back to the faction that was sick of it by Skillet. GB, bring the news. All right. Well, before we get into Fastlane, it has been an absolutely crazy week of pro wrestling. Last week, as we entered the month of March, we told you, of course, it's March Madness. And while the NCAA... The NCAA. Oh, my Lord. That's like four A's. It's the yeah, NCAA. Holy cow. While they do their big uh, tournament, 64-team tournament for the men and the women, the world of pro wrestling has two great tournaments going on. In NXT, you have the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. But in New Japan, you have the New Japan Cup, which has been moved from 16 men to 32 men with the winner Getting a shot at the main event for the G1 Supercard on April the 6th in Madison Square Garden. So, the full quarterfinals are finished. Excuse me, the, yeah, yeah, the first round. First round's finished, and uh, we've got all the results for the first round for you. Here's how it goes down. Tomohoro Ishii defeated Yuji Nagata. Tai Chi defeated Hanma. Then Yoshihashi defeated Manabu Nakanishi. Chase Owens pinned Juice Robinson, and I should mention Juice Robinson's the U.S. champion. Wow. Kazuchika Okada defeated Michael Elgin. Mikey Nichols, formerly of NXT, pinned Hikaleo. And for those who don't know, Hikaleo is, I believe, the youngest son of King Haku. Pretty impressive stuff. Will Ospreay defeated Bad Luck Fale. Lance Archer defeated Toa Hanari. Then in a really amazing match, Hiroshi Tanahashi defeated Shota Umino. And Shota Umino makes history as the first young lion to ever participate in the New Japan Cup. Then you had Taguchi defeating Tenzan in a, a really arguably maybe the match of the entire tournament so far. Kota Ibushi stunned Tetsuya Naito pinning the Intercontinental Champion and eliminating him from the tournament. Zack Sabre Jr. defeated Evil. Toru Yano pinned Davey Boy Smith Jr. That's an upset. Here's another upset for you. Colt Cabana pinning Togi Makabe. Minoru Suzuki pinned uh, Kojima. And Sonata defeated Hiroki Goto. So now we've got some interesting second round matches coming up. Here's how they look. Second round, and by the way, I should mention that the New Japan Cup, just like March Madness, is a single elimination tournament. Very different than the G1 Climax, which is a round robin where you get points for winning and losing, etc., etc. So here's what the round two matches look like, and we'll see what our picks look like from here. Tai Chi takes on uh, Tomohoro Ishii. Then you have Owens taking on Yoshihashi, Okada against Mikey Nichols, Will Ospreay against Lance Archer, uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi against Taguchi, uh, Kota Ibushi takes on Zack Sabre Jr. Holy cow. Toru Yano against Colt Cabana and Sonata against Minoru Suzuki. Uh, yeah, this thing is getting interesting. To say the least for the New Japan Cup. All right, so any predictions for the New Japan Cup and who you think might make their way into uh, into things? Now, let me just throw one other thing out there as well, and that is we've got some more results in. 
uh, for the second round. The second round began, and we've got two matches that happened earlier today. So Yoshihashi defeated Chase Owens. So Yoshihashi is moving to the next round. And then Tomohoro Ishii defeated Tai Chi. So they're both moving to the next round. All right, so predictions, any thoughts? Who do you think's going forward? Well, I wish I could be a fly on the wall to watch this next one. When uh, Will Ospreay, which I believe will win against Lance Archer, mm-hmm. I believe he'll end up going against, Co- uh, I'm sorry, uh, Kazushka Okada, as I believe he's going to whoop Mikey. Yeah. So uh, that is going to set up for an amazing with you, and I called it semifinals, mm-hmm. which I'm calling tomorrow easy, and I'm going to say Okada. Hmm. So you think, and, go ahead, go ahead. And, and, and then on the bottom end of that, later on, of course, we'll find out who wins these matches. We have Tanahashi gets against uh, Taguchi, uh, Kota Ibushi, and Zack Sabre Jr. That just doesn't seem fair that that match right there is yeah. in round two. Yeah. I mean, some of this, some of this looks as skewed to me as the Dusty Rhodes final. <laughs> and you know, I, I I complained about it last week. I said I don't know who's in charge of booking these people at these different places. But I saw it last week. I said this is gonna be problematic. Mm-hmm. Now, Coke Cabana, shout out Coke Cabana. I did not think he was gonna get this far. Right. I just don't know if Coke Cabana has a lot left in the tank. I agree. It seems like Coke Cabana is more valuable talking these days. Agreed. But but Colt Cabana and Sonata, I, I mean, I, I, I'd watch that. Yeah, I think, I think that'd make for a, a really good match. Um, and some really good matches are, are coming our way. We've got uh, Colt Cabana and Toru Yano, who I think are going to be battling each other on the 17th of March, which looks like that should be an interesting one. I'll tell you what. You got to go back and watch the Kota Ibushi Tetsuya Naito match. Holy Really? Oh, my Lord. Oh, my goodness. I'll tell you what. After watching that match, man, I think nobody has more momentum than Ibushi. Uh, I think we've got an interesting scenario, though, because Zack Sabre Jr. won last year's New Japan Cup. And so uh, he's right now undefeated, truly undefeated, in the New Japan Cup. He didn't lose at all last year. He's yet to lose this year. I think this match between him and Ibushi on the 16th has amazing potential. Uh, And I mean amazing. Now, I'll tell you what. The uh, that same day, uh, Tanahashi takes on Taguchi, which I think Tanahashi is a shoe in. I think on the 21st of March, Tanahashi versus either Ibushi or Zack Sabre Jr. One of those guys uh, will probably make it to the finals to take on uh, Okada. I think Okada is an absolute shoe in, though he's going to have a challenge, I think, in the uh, quarterfinals. Uh, because I think he can end up against Will Ospreay, and Will Ospreay is hot right now. Um, well, that, 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 that's my prediction. Yeah. I think that when they do meet in the quarterfinals, that is going to be, in the words of JR, a slobbernocker. It will be. And you know what? And good for media, too. Yes. Very good for mainstream media. Yes. 
You know, Will Ospreay has done some great things. He's gone from being a junior heavyweight to a heavyweight. He's not lost a step. He's gained power, continues to have great flexibility. And I think, again, you know, it's funny because last year Okada took on Ospreay at the uh, 45th anniversary for New Japan. Okada won that match at the time Ospreay was a junior heavyweight champion. I think, you know, for as much, and I've mentioned perhaps that Okada could take this thing, I think Osprey is going to be his biggest test without question. And um, I don't know that he makes it past Osprey. I'm not sure. Well, I tell you what, I think that it's going to be a good match, but let's not count out the fact that Lance Archer is not going to be a walk in the park. No, he's not. The the, te- the Texas boy will get down. He will get down. So will, but will, I don't will see Ospreay him getting past be, Ospreay. No, no, he's not going to get past him. Yeah. But he's going to tune up Will Ospreay real nice for Okada. I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. So that match uh, takes place tomorrow, Ospreay and uh, Archer. And then uh, we've got Okada and Nichols tomorrow. And then they take a break on the 16th. We go to the second side, which is going to see Tanahashi and Taguchi, Ibushi and Zack Sabre Jr. Then on the 17th, we've got Coke Cabana and Toru Yano and uh, Minoru Suzuki and Sonata. So you can check out all of this action at njpwworld.com. Pretty amazing stuff. Uh, I'll tell you what, New Japan's got me excited again, and we're definitely on the road to the G1 Climax. Whether we like it or not, WrestleMania weekend really is the biggest weekend on the pro wrestling calendar as literally the entire wrestling world will converge upon New York City. Think about it. Every major promotion is going to be there. New Japan, Ring of Honor, Impact, Evolve, they're all going to be there. I think even Progress might be there. So it's going to be crazy all the wrestling actually going on in the tri-state area. Uh, I love it. And the fact that, again, WWE is not in Madison Square Garden is a really big, stinking deal. So uh, also, if you're interested in watching the G1 Supercard live from Madison Square Garden, you'll probably be choosing between that and the Hall of Fame. We'll get in the Hall of Fame in a little bit as well. Uh, the reality of it is you can check it out uh, either on Ring of Honor's uh, feed there, the Honor Club, or you can check it out on NJPW World as well. And I think it might even be available on Fight TV. So it's going to be great. An amazing weekend of pro wrestling. I can't wait. WrestleMania week is coming, and it's going to be absolutely fantastic. But before we get to WrestleMania, there's Fastlane, the last pay-per-view stop for the WWE. And it was this past Sunday in Cleveland, Ohio, as we were widely informed and correctly informed, not the home of Josh Spiel. With that said, (laughs) (laughs) did did he clean that up for us? He cleaned that up for us. So so last week, uh, things kicked (laughs) off with the New Day against Shinsuke and uh, Rusev in the uh, kickoff match. Then the tag titles saw uh, the Usos defeat the Miz and Shane. And then there was a heel turn, which I think we both correctly predicted. Uh, Asuka defeated Mandy Rose to retain the SmackDown Women's Championship. Uh, in an impromptu match, Kofi Kingston, who we thought might be thrown into the championship match instead, ended up in a handicap match against the bar and lost. Then in the triple threat tag match, you had uh, the Revival defeat Aleister Black and Ricochet and Bobby Roode and Chad Gable 
to retain the championships. The new champion, the new U.S. champion, Samoa Joe, retained his title against R-Truth, Rey Mysterio, and Andrade. History was made as the first defense of the modern era of the Women's Tag Team Championship took place. The Boss and Hug Connection defeated Nia Jax and Tamina. And then somehow Beth Phoenix and Natalya got involved. Interesting stuff. Daniel Bryan retained against Kevin Owens uh, and Mustafa Ali. Becky Lynch defeated Charlotte Flair via disqualification. And The Shield rode off into the sunset, defeating Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley, and Baron Corbin. Before we get into the accuracy of our predictions, let's get our thoughts on WWE Fastlane. Clack, what do you think of Fastlane? Guys, I hate to admit it. I'm just going to skip ahead and not give my full synopsis. I'm going to give my irritation. I hate to admit it, but something didn't feel right about Vince's treatment of Kofi Kingston. I know that a few weeks prior, GB and I had a our biggest blow-up today, mm-hmm. <laughs> where I fearlessly took you both on from a point that I really believe, but... You know, there's something that happens when exposure meets experience. And I think I got exposed to something that I was not privy to before. Uh, I I don't know if it's a work. I don't know what is going on behind the scenes. But when I looked at Kofi in that dual Boston crab, something about that just did not look right to me. And 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 a, and an inner alarm started to go off on the inside of me. Guys, mm-hmm. I think we've got a real potential problem. Uh, I, I don't know what exactly is going on, but I'm concerned. But overall, that you know, I, I just wanted to state that, and I'm going to pass the baton. Overall, I thought Fastlane was a success. I, I did enjoy. I was thoroughly entertained. And uh, but that Kofi thing, man, it, it almost ruined the whole night for me. So so I, I want you to dig a little deeper into what you mean by the problems that you saw because that was kind of I don't want to dig deep no you have to because I think our listeners want to know and quite frankly I want to know you could have meant a couple of different things there so what exactly did you mean Um, come on it's the the, facts you got to tell us the, the fundamental problem that I saw is what I think has been the issue with the WWE since the Attitude Era ended. You have put a carrot in front of the horse with no intent to let him eat. And what I mean by that is I think that uh, I think Dad has had quite a few opportunities and I can't believe I'm telling the truth on this show. Lord Jesus. Tell it. I think he's had quite a few opportunities and quite a few talents that if he would have given them the necessary push or carrot nutrients or completed promises or whatever you want to call it, I think if he would have done that, wrestling as we know it in WWE would not be in the state that it's in. And I think that the New Day is actually acting out a silent resentment from previous stars past uh, in the WWE. I don't I don't I think there's a lot of truth to what's going on. So let me ask one other question because you're on to something here. When you said he's dangling a carrot in front of Kofi with the intent of him never getting it, are you saying 
with all of this that he does not intend for Kofi Kingston to be WWE champion after WrestleMania? I think it's possible. Uh, un- unless this is the um, the pattern of Stone Cold. Un- unless they have decided that maybe Becky Lynch is Stone Cold in the flesh, but the spirit of Stone Cold is still lingering around the WWE. You know, it seems to be the constant theme, if, if you're hanging with me. Austin and McMahon is more than just two people. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a wrestling theme, yes. I think. Yes. That I think Vince is trying to resurrect, but I think he's resurrecting it because he lived it. So I, I think the theme is is going, and I think Vince is so such a wily veteran. You know, uh, Courtney and I laugh, and we say, we'll use anything. You say anything about us, and we'll try to turn the sermon into it. And I think Vince is at that point where he's saying, yeah, I know you're telling the truth, but it's selling tickets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you sound like him. You sound okay. just like him. Wow. <laughs> Thank we, you. We, we, we can related. really spend a lot of time there. And, and I don't know. Courtney, I don't would, want to. Courtney, would you like to add to that, or do you want to talk about the fast lane paper? No, no. I think, I, I think it's worth me adding because I think that Clack is absolutely right that the posture of Vince has presented him in a very niggardly position. I think Here he's really come up very that. Oh my god, <laughs> Courtney, we're actually trying Courtney. to get signed here, man. You got to stop using words like that. You okay, you got to stop that. You got to stop G- using G- words like G- that. You got to stop you, using no, words like no, that. No, no, GB, I'm, I'm a Paul because you're not Paul. G- you're not Peter. You're not any of those guys. Stop <laughs> using words like that. GB, G- oh my God, GB, yes, you know are it's a valedictorian. I know it's, oh, I know it's a word, a but everything smith. that's lawful is not expedient, sir. Stop using that word. It means not I know what it stingy. means. Stop. If I didn't put delete on the end, then I'd have a problem. But I put delete on the end to honor the word. <laughs> Vince is not. Showing a generous nature. He has presented himself to be very stingy. It's all I'm stating. And, I, you know, I, I I thought this show was for open thinking. I, I, I really did. I'm, I'm appalled that we, being the word aficionados that we are, find, uh, and, 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 and I, I don't even know what to say. Clearly, you don't know what to say because you said that <laughs> word. Here's the deal, right? So I, I feel like, and, and this part of me is going to end up having to jump ahead, uh, and I don't want to fully jump ahead into SmackDown yet. I, I feel like one of two things is happening. I have said and I maintain, and to me, what happened at Fastlane and what happened on SmackDown further goes to prove what I am saying, that by the end of April the 7th at New York's MetLife Stadium, We're going to see Kofi Kingston stand as the WWE champion. Here's why. Vince McMahon has not only channeled Stone Cold, but he's channeled Daniel Bryan. He is doing everything he did to Stone Cold and Daniel Bryan. And there's a little interesting twist with it. Because unlike Daniel Bryan and unlike uh, Stone Cold, there are fellow wrestlers 
actually verbally standing with Kofi. Nobody stood in the ring alongside Daniel Bryan to help him in his cause. Nobody stood in the ring along Stone Cold to help him with his cause. But now Kofi not only speaks for himself, but really has the mouthpiece of the New Day who are yeah. saying the things, to your point, Courtney, that a lot of us, and to your point, Clack, that a lot of wrestlers actually believe. Vince is not afraid to use very real things to sell tickets. Do you let let's not forget what made the attitude era turn on its ear. It was the Montreal screw job that none of us were supposed to know about. And Vince finally said, let me pull back the curtain. It was me, Austin. It was me all along. He goes and he does the great interview that said Vince didn't screw Brett. Brett screwed Brett with a black eye after Brett had punched him in the eye. I mean, and then all of a sudden, our eyes were opened and our ears were attentive. The reality of it is Vince is not scared to use reality. He's not scared to use the gripes of fellow wrestlers. He's not scared at all. And I think if he can use it to sell tickets, he absolutely will. And so uh, I will I will say this, though. I have stood very strong in believing Kofi would be champion. But there is a part of me that got nervous. And the nerves are that it is possible. Because here's what I thought about. It would be too much like right to leave WrestleMania with Becky and Kofi as our champions. Could it happen? Maybe. I think about 21 when John Cena and Batista both left as champions. It could happen. But this is the same Vince that took Undertaker's streak at WrestleMania 30. It's the same Vince who we just knew last year Roman Reigns was going to leave as champion and Brock Lesnar left as champion. So nothing's really guaranteed, but I will say this. All the things are in place for Kofi to be champion. Was it WrestleMania 20 with Benoit Guerrero? uh, Where they uh, ended. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of the questions that we posed on our new Facebook page, wink, wink, was how should WrestleMania 35 end? end like that's a very real question what should be the main event of wrestlemania 35 and it's very interesting a number of the folks all said it should end with kofi versus daniel bryan and kofi being the world champion the people are saying it um it's all super super interesting so here's what we're going to do when we come back we're going to continue our conversation about fast lane uh we've got to dig into raw and smackdown and we've got another inductee into the wwe hall of fame we're going to have that conversation because it has (laughs) created another scenario that i can't wait to talk to my brothers about relative to the hall of fame but right now though it's time to head back into some music as we take a quick break here's music representing roman reigns it's his theme song called the truth reigns coming from jim johnston you've got it locked to the faction powered by bonner fide radio i got a lot left in the time what's up guys this is mark here in the world's strongest man and you're tuned in to the faction 
And now an announcement. Ladies and gentlemen. Look, everyone. Belle and Ebenezer are in love. No, silly. Is in the building. You can now listen to Bonafide Radio, courtesy of our new mobile app. Available for the iPod, iPad, and iPhone. Come on, you can do Find it. out the latest news, check out our podcast, or listen to us live. Listen. Right now on your phone. Oh, yeah. Download the app today via the iTunes App Store by searching for Bonafide Radio or at iphone.bonafideradio.com I'm living in that 21st century We got something to say Listen Would you like to take your business or service to the next level? Consider adding Bonafide Radio to your marketing plan. Can't wait. We will gladly share your product with our listeners in a creative, efficient, affordable, and professional manner. This is so gnarly. For more information, scroll to the bottom of our website and click advertise or email us directly at sales at getbonafide.com. I know you're going to dig this. We are the faction. One, two, three. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Welcome back to the faction powered by Bonafide Radio. You were just listening to the Truth Reigns. That's Roman Reigns theme music. Jim Johnson. GB, give us some wrestling news. All right. So Fastlane is in the books. Was there anything else we wanted to touch on relative to Fastlane before we move from that? I was cheated. How so? Because Ronda Rousey came in and cheated me of success. Oh, I was almost undefeated. She hit the wrong woman. <laughs> she hit the wrong woman. <laughs> but let okay, so 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 Fastlane has left me conflicted. Are, are we going to talk about Ronda Rousey on this show? Yes, or, we or are do talking do about Ronda Rousey. I plan to do that during the Raw uh, sec- segment. But if you want to talk about her now, we can. <laughs> I, I I'm conflicted, guys. Okay. okay at, at this point, there are too many bad people. At this point, there are too many bad people? What do you mean? Okay, so 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 here's the deal. Walking into WrestleMania, how many heartstrings do you want to pull on? I got the heartstring of Kofi happening. I got the heartstring of 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 uh of, of Ronda Rousey hating wrestling. I got the heartstring of uh wanting Charlotte to get another one. I got the heartstring of Becky Lynch overcoming and being the man and all that stuff. So I'm just looking at it. I think that this Ronda Rousey piece is the most brilliant thing going on right now. Let her be the anti-wrestling right now. It is wonderful. And I'll say this. Those gut punches she gave uh, Becky Lynch two weeks ago, they would have put me down. Well, let me. So here's my problem, right? I, I've gone, I've felt a lot of emotion relative to Ronda Rousey. So she had her cussing tirade earlier last week where everything was F this, F that, F this, F that. But then a video surfaced of her pulling out of the arena in Toronto. And she's pulling out of the arena in Toronto after a house show. And a fan wants her to sign um, a Money in the Bank briefcase. And she's in the passenger seat smiling, and she says, I can't sign that, guys. I'm supposed to be mean. I'm supposed to be bad. I can't sign it for you. Uh, what are some things that I can say that say that I hate Toronto? You're asking the fans to tell you what to say to be an effective heel. That doesn't work, ma'am. You... So GB, it made me question I, GB, I everything about Ronda Rousey. 
No, it's just one word. Okay. Rookie. That's it. I agree. But here, okay, so so you're proving my point. I agree she's a rookie, which is why I've said she got too much too soon. Ronda Rousey has never been in a space where she does where she's able to handle a lack of approval. It's what drove her out of the UFC. It drove her crazy here in WWE. Somebody needs to sit her down and say, if you're going to go rogue, go all the way rogue. So she went all the way to the extreme, dropping F-bombs and those other things. Here's what she needs to do. The promo she cut Monday night, first of all, was a very good promo. But it was too fast. You got to say these things and then let them sit. Give the crowd a chance to react. And then you say something. Same words with some space. And now you got a promo that we all remember. Instead, it reminded me of the kid trying to get through their Easter speech. And they're they're rattling through it super fast so they don't forget any lines. And that's what it was. I need... I need somebody to sit down with her and say, here's your promo class, Rhonda. When you talk to make it believable, it's not just in your face. It's not just in your tone. But you have to give people a chance to process what you just said. And now we believe you. So that makes Um, me concerned about her finishing Mania. I don't think that that match should finish Mania because I fear she's already proven on two different occasions she does things too fast, and now they're left trying to fill time. Can't do that. Cornette Beard. Yes. Was LeBron James given too much his rookie season? No, he had to wear it. Absolutely. He had the largest Nike contract that the NBA had ever seen as a teenager his rookie season. And look what the pressure turned him into. But here's my question to you. I'm about to mess with you because I know you don't think I can get into an NBA discussion. What was the team team he was playing for? Cavaliers. The Cleveland Cavaliers. He did not go on to the beloved L.A. Lakers – as a rookie doing that, he got to be a rookie in a smaller market. Ronda needed a smaller market to be a rookie. Then she can go and take her talents to South Beach. And then she can go take her talents to L.A. But right now, she's not ready to be on the big time with that level of pressure after only a year under her belt. I love Well, that. GB, you said it. The problem is I have a counterpunch. Magic Johnson, mm-hmm. rookie season, mm-hmm. Los Angeles Lakers, mm-hmm. game seven, mm-hmm. NBA finals. Mm-hmm. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is gone. Yeah. He plays all five positions and becomes the reigning MVP of an NBA championship team. And he says the greatest pressure of my life came that season. But I shined like a diamond. And how many years had he played college ball? Four. Four years. Four years where they had big tournaments. He played at a D1 school. He did a whole bunch of big things that prepared him for Laker. Just like Ronda. Wait, for Laker-level pressure. Here's the thing, though. Laker-level pressure in the 80s isn't Laker-level pressure in 2019. And here's why, because they didn't have that 30 years 
of uh, of titles and of reputation under them. Okay, so uh, the whole idea about Ronda coming into a 2018 WWE that has done WrestleMania at the AT and T Stadium, filling a hundred thousand people. Ronda never fought in front of a hundred thousand people, and her first match, she had two Hall of Famers in there with her. Right, so she's in a good scenario. Carrying a company during a women's movement during the most visible time of that company, that's a lot of pressure. And I'm just saying she's got the in-ring goods to do it. But in terms of talking the talk, in terms of doing the other things, that's what she needs work with. Technically, in 2016, Ronda Rousey had UFC pay-per-view sales over 1 million. So technically she has been in front of a very large audience. Well, 1 million dollars in the UFC. No, no, no. Those are humans that were watching. Total total uh on pay-per-view and and live audience participants. Right, and WWE squashes that number. So I, All I'm saying is she's, in, she's been in front of a large audience. So here's That's the other question. How many interviews was she? She's not really required to do much in the way of interviewing and promoing <laughs> in UFC. Very true. I'll give you that for sure. Because she is awful on the and, mic. Awful. And the, here's the problem is that once uh, once the, the WWE universe smells blood in the water, and during your interview, it's over. Especially <laughs> now. Especially it is, it now. is the reason. It is the reason why they killed Batista the other day. Oh, but oh, they said they oh. said we will not drown in that saliva. Oh, that, that was some nasty looking saliva too. Like I felt bad for him, man. Oh. I, he, he's been out of the rhythm for a while. Oh. I, mean, I felt bad. Oh, he honestly then, looked like he was preaching his initial sermon. <laughs> Last one. <laughs> <His> last one. <laughs> grand opening, grand closing. Oh my gosh! All right, so we're gonna we're gonna get into raw. I promise you. But there's a couple other things we do need to nail before we get there. First of all, let's update the standings on the faction championship. So undefeated. So Clack uh, didn't gain or lose anything because he wasn't able to participate in the fast line fast lane piece. But it's not over for him because WrestleMania. Takeover is still a great opportunity for him to make a huge comeback. Uh, Courtney. Oh, did I do this right? That's right. Undefeated. No, 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 no. I did it. Two, six. I, I did do it right. Oh, uh, uh, no. Wait. Hold on. I want to make sure I added your numbers correctly, sir. So Courtney went six and one at Fastlane, which is uh, no games. pretty impressive. So that puts him at a very interesting spot. Yeah. So now Courtney is sitting at 17 and 11 right now for this first quarter. And then GB went 5 and 2 at Fast Lane. So he was right behind Courtney. Only one he missed was the tag team title match. And uh, that puts him at 18 and 10. So it's very tight. I want to recount. It's very tight. I can add, but I'll show you. I want to recount. I, you don't need to recount now. You really are going to need it after WrestleMania. So 18 oh, and 10. Undefeated. No. You hear me? You are not. Uh, oh, see. Okay. So. Undefeated. I can tell you now the people are not going to be happy if you win. So I'll do my part to make sure that doesn't happen. GB, but why does he keep the people? 
He 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 because, is, because why does he think he's the undefeated? The people don't want me to win. He, Screw the people. See, They're stupid. This, uh, there you go, what Courtney. There you go. There you go. They have told you we countless times. We are the dumbest fans to, in the podcast world, and you want me to be afraid of what they think about me being undefeated? Watch me go undefeated and crap on all you. Ladies and gentlemen, playing the role of Sam <gasps> is Courtney Beard. Yeah. All right. So, with that said, uh, with this kind of conversation, Courtney will not be like Harlem Heat who is going into the WWE Hall of Fame. They've been announced as uh, part of the class of 2019. Harlem Heat, I believe they are officially 10-time WCW World Tag Team Champions. Stevie Ray, Booker T, uh, phenomenal tag team who absolutely changed the game in WCW. Really, you could argue they made tag team wrestling relevant again. Uh, as they had such a huge run there in the 90s. And what's interesting about this is Booker T now becomes a two-time Hall of Famer, the third athlete to do that behind Ric Flair and Shawn Michaels, and the first African-American wrestler to be a two-time Hall of Famer. we got to dig into all of that. But, uh, guys, your thoughts on Harlem Heat being inducted into the Hall of Fame? It's definitely due. I mean, they they carried the WCW tag team uh, world for quite some time. And I'll tell you this. It is going to be interesting watching Booker T and Stevie Ray coexist on one microphone because they don't have Harlem heat. They have real heat. Well, not Those anymore. Are two brothers. They have they have but fixed yeah, their heat. They have fixed. They their have heat. fixed their heat. But if you ever watch them in an interview, you can still smell the smoke. Well, from the see, heat. there you are being behind. Let me tell you, I'm when, not Booker, being behind. when Booker T was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame, who did he have do his induction? His of course brother, he would. Stevie but watch what I say. Watch what I say. Watch what I say. There is still some stench on Stevie Ray for not ever becoming Booker T. There is. Listen to me. They had their war. They had their beef. They came together, and they were honest about it. All right? So the reality of oh. Prisoner of the moment like usual. Prisoner, prisoner of the moment Prisoner like of the moment? Oh, yeah. You're, and you're you a prisoner of the, the prisoner past. of the moment. You got your news from I, no, five years ago, I, and you're I, trying to live on I, it now. I acknowledge, Shame on I acknowledge you. history. Yeah, I that's right, because you live in history. You, you are but, but history. No, you live in the moment. You, you still believe that some you, kid who weighs a buck 70 is going to beat Brock Lesnar? You, you are, are history, which is why current. you keep cutting your hair, because you refuse to let your hair grow to be the new you, so you keep cutting it, so you look like the old you. You are a history dweller, sir. <laughs> Now, I don't know what you're talking about cutting hair, uh-huh. but all I know is that that's right. But I'm just saying, <laughs> you, sir, are captive of the moment. I am not. Watch at- what I tell you. Uh-huh. Watch what I tell you. Uh-huh. Harlem Heat's going to give us gold on the microphone. Oh, Lord. Clack, what are your thoughts on Harlem <laughs> Heat going no. into the Hall of Fame? I, I mean, y'all are going below for below. <laughs> uh, the, the only GB still about- mad that I use the word on the show oh that my, is a real oh word. Oh my god. You want to See, I had forgotten about that till you brought it back up. My point is history. There you go. You just proved my history. point again. I'm not just talking about history. You are. I'm saying I'm saying I use a word that was a real word. And you use that word what? 
20 minutes ago, which is the past, which is history. Yes. Clack. But, but, that, but, but that's what's fueling this. Oh, God. You're Clack. Go ahead. I wish y'all could see him, guys. Go I ahead. wish you could see GB right now. His, <laughs> he, he, he's bothered by this whole I'm thing. I'm really <laughs> not. GB is throwing haymakers today. <laughs> he is. And, guys, I want you to see it. I wish we had video to see his face. He's running around the room right now oh, like a madman standing up, shaking an angry fist. Guys, I wish you could see it. Josh Bill Play. <laughs> and if you guys could see it, you would be allowed to see exactly how wrong Courtney is yet again. Clack, go ahead. Tell us about Harlem Heat, brother. Yeah, I, I I was uh, a huge fan of Harlem Heat. Believe it or not, you know, in the Clack household, we were WWF only. Mm-hmm. Uh, but every now and then on Saturdays, I go hang out with my grandmother, and at six oh five Eastern Standard Time, she would be watching uh, WCW Saturday Night, and Harlem Heat was a staple. Yes, and so uh, she was a big fan of them, and then uh, consequently, I enjoyed them as well. So, but but more than that, I, I don't even know if I should ask this question because y'all don't mind fighting today. But I'm starting to wonder, is Booker T the greatest African-American wrestler of all time? Well, I wanted to get into that distinction because um, the fact that he is the first two-time WWE Hall of Famer that is of African-American descent creates a very interesting conversation for us to look at. I think for a lot of us, when we think about uh, arguably the greatest African-American wrestler of all time, perhaps we think of Ron Simmons as the first world heavyweight champion. Um, There are some other names we could possibly throw out there. Uh, Rocky Johnson being one of the first tag team champions, you know, but who's more decorated as an African-American wrestler than Booker T.? A six-time world heavyweight champion, multiple-time U.S. champion, ten-time tag team, actually more than ten times, ten times with Harlem Heat. He was also a tag team champion with Goldust. He was a tag team champion with RVD. Here's a man who's gone on and created his own promotion, and that promotion has given us great wrestlers like Ember Moon. He continues to train wrestlers. He now has a wrestling show on ESPN Radio in Houston. I mean, like, what hasn't Booker T done? He continues to contribute to the business. I would like to submit to the point that you just made, Clack, that perhaps indeed Booker T is the greatest African-American wrestler of all time. Uh, Here's a question. Do y'all think that Ahmed Johnson will try to protest because he's not being included in Harlem Heat 2000? Well, I actually think what's interesting is if you go back, there's a great great article on WWE.com about the Nation of Domination through the eyes of the Nation of Domination. Uh, They actually talked to Mark Henry, the Godfather, and D'Lo Brown, uh, and Ron Simmons as well, to give their opinion on the entire situation with the Nation of Domination. And when they got to talking about Ahmed Johnson, none of them had favorable things to say. Not one. And uh, Mark Henry called him a liar, says he doesn't get it. Like, they were very direct about their thoughts on Ahmed Johnson. So I don't think Ahmed, whether Ahmed Johnson gets mad or not, his opinion will not be relevant to uh, being considered as part of Harlem Heat. Well, well he can't do anything about it now. Well, yeah, I know. Booker T will beat him up for real. Yeah. Man, Stevie Ray will beat him up for real. Stevie Ray. Yeah. So speaking of Stevie Ray, a very interesting thing is going on. Dave Meltzer is back in the news because Uh-oh. Dave Meltzer 
has said that Stevie Ray is not worthy to be in the Hall of Fame. So Stevie Ray took to Twitter and said these words, quote, in Dave Meltzer's opinion, I'm not worthy of the WWE Hall of Fame. That's fine because that's his opinion, but I was voted in by my peers. I got respect in this business, which is more than I can say for him. And when the Hall of Fame is over, fans will get to hear what I really think of See? Dave Meltzer. See, they, they better have that censor button ready. Well, he's not going to say it on WWE television, but I guarantee he might go on to his brother's radio show and uh, lay it out for him. GB, for some of the fans like myself that may not be as familiar with Metzer, mm-hmm. can you who who is he? So Dave Meltzer is a longtime wrestling journalist. Uh, he has a uh, wrestling publication called The Wrestling Observer. And one of the things that he has done over the years, he has created a star system uh, where he judges lots of matches. Uh, and it was usually on a four-star situation. Uh, the first five-star match, uh, I believe, was a New Japan match. And then when he got to the six-star match, which is really what got a lot of people talking about Omega versus Okada 1, because he called that a six-star match, which he just, you know. So a lot of people have taken to his opinions. He's also been deemed rather controversial because he never seems to be super sweet on anything WWE. So the WWE faithful aren't big fans of his. Go back. There's a great uh, podcast episode with uh, Bruce Pritchard talking about Dave Meltzer. Very interesting stuff. Yeah, so Dave what, Meltzer what, is not. What in gives him the right to? What What gives him weight? Why well, does his he's, opinion? Well, he's been a wrestling journalist for about thirty years, and okay. so it is that type of thing in him covering. You know, he's from the West Coast. He's covered a lot of pro wrestling on all sides. So I think it's been it's been time that's been giving him that weight. But again, it's not given a lot of weight in the WWE community. Hmm. Yeah, kind of like Courtney. Yeah. What? Except Corden doesn't have 30 years under him. He's got about three months. Yeah, I got 30 pounds under me, so I would (laughs) like to correct that. So here it is. We do trust him and his 30 pounds to give us the Raw recap. Courtney, take it away. WWE Raw was live from the city that gave away Antonio Brown. Pittsburgh. That's why the PPG Paints Arena. Who knows what PPG stands for? Pittsburgh Arena was live and in full effect, and things kicked off with the Shield saying, hey, fellas, thanks for doing it one more time. Then Shelton Benjamin attacked Seth Rollins after the the Shield's farewell address. Seth Rollins then defeated Shelton Benjamin. Bobby Lashley defeated Finn Balor to become the new Intercontinental Champion. Dana Brooke confronted Raw Women's Champion Ronda Rousey and got kicked in the gut so hard. Rest in peace to your gut system. Aleister Black and Ricochet defeated Bobby Roode and Chad Gable. Alexa Bliss revealed the host of WrestleMania 35 on a moment of bliss. Braun Strowman tore apart the card and Colin Joe sent him. Nia Jax defeated Natalya via DQ. Batista came out with security and spit all over the place. And Triple A said, you can meet me at WrestleMania and it's going down. Kurt Angle defeated Apollo Crews in his hometown and revealed the date of his farewell match. And Drew McIntyre 
defeated Renee Young's husband in a no DQ, no count out, false count anywhere match to end WWE Raw, mind you, without the WrestleMania in the background. Guys, what'd you think? We'll find out what we think right after this. Let's go to a quick break. And uh, we'll come back. We'll talk about Raw and SmackDown. Here's music from CFO. It's a theme song for Bianca Belair, who's truly undefeated. It's called Watch Me Shine. You've got it locked to the faction, powered by Bonnerfide Radio. This is a total package, Lex Luger, and you are turned into the faction. I'm on my own against the wall. The pressure's building, but no, I will never fall. Instead of crying, they hear me roar. And now I see that I'm way better than before. I never needed you at all. Think I fall down? I'ma watch you fall down. I'm living large now. I never needed you at all. Think I fall down? I'ma watch you fall down. I'm living large now. I never needed you at all. You at all. 
Tracy Lynn, and I want you to take a journey with me through the jazzy side of Bonnerfide Radio. Every Tuesday at 2 p.m., tune in to Melodic Grooves right here on GetBonnerfide.com or via the Bonnerfide Radio app. Bonnerfide Radio, radio the way it's supposed to be. This recap of The Remix is sponsored by Domingo Mijo. Born Stanley Martin Lieber in New York City in 1922, Lee entered the comic book world as a teenage assistant in 1939. Stanley Lieber was the Joe Jackson of comic books. Mm, I don't even know how to feel about that. I, yeah, just, I, I almost think he was greater than a Joe Jackson. I know, ain't nobody greater than Joe Jackson now. Wait a minute. That's when you messed up. Oh, Gee, no, 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 James. The remix on Bonafide Radio. We hear Thursdays, 2 p.m. Eastern. Here on Bonafide Radio. Radio the way it's supposed to be. Exclusively on the remix. Don't miss it. Don't miss it at all. We are the faction. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Hey, welcome back to the faction. This is Courtney. That was Watch Me Shine. Bianca Belair's theme song, GB and Clack. What did y'all think about Monday Night Raw? Uh, I was actually very impressed with Monday Night Raw as a whole. Monday Night Raw has been hitting some amazing half-court shots, I'd say, for at least the last three weeks. Uh, I'm very, very surprised at Shelton Benjamin. That dude is in shape. Mm-hmm. Athletic. I mean, he is trying to remind the young Seth Rollins and the young Kofi Kingston's of the day 
and he's the original blueprint. And uh, so I was I was actually really happy to see Shelton Benjamin in there holding his own. Bobby Lashley as the new Intercontinental Champion. <clears throat> Don't really care about that. Uh, let's see here. Nia Jax, GB. <laughs> Nia's a problem. Nia, I want to see at WrestleMania. Now, this you just hang with me, GB. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be amazing to see Nia Jax, man, versus Courtney Beard? <laughs> man, listen to me. Listen to me. Size, <laughs> they are the equivalent of mirror, mirror on the wall. Moving on. I think that uh, Batista died. A... <laughs> Let me tell you this. Nia, if Nia, if Nia Jax... If Nia Jax fought me, it'll be like Big John Studd slamming the Haiti kid. What, when she, she slams you? Oh, yeah. No. Well, when she slams me. No, it would be like Big John Studd slamming King Kong Bundy. <laughs> I ain't being Bundy. <laughs> I ain't gonna be Bundy. I think it'll be more like like the Haiti kid and John... John Studd or no, Big John it's, Lil- it's more like Andre the Giant slamming Big Show. <laughs> <laughs> I would only fight Nia Jax at WrestleMania if it was a first blood match. What is it with you in this first blood? Yeah, stuff? man, that's weird, dude. That's very weird. <laughs> oh, like y'all don't want to see somebody bleed? Uh, no, not like that. GB, no. what were your thoughts on Raw? Um. I had a few thoughts on Monday Night Raw. Uh, I need to understand uh, why Finn Balor lost the Intercontinental Championship. I was just getting used to him having some gold. I'm with you. I'm not necessarily moved by a uh, Bobby Lashley Intercontinental title reign unless this is setting up something for Mania. Uh, And I'm sure it is. I just can't quite figure out what it is. Let's have the Braun Strowman conversation because Braun Strowman tearing apart that plastic car and then there is a toy that come out like a day after with him and that car I mean let's just be real there's no way that that car was well put together that the car was even of you know made of the normal stuff that cars are like that just it was too easy for him to break that whole thing apart, which made it completely not believable. So I, I, I just, I don't know what it's accomplishing him showing these feats of strength. He's come a long way. Think about this. Last year, Braun Strowman fought for the tag team championship at WrestleMania and won it with a little kid. This year, he'll be lucky if he's in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. I'm not happy with the trajectory of Braun Strowman, a man who should have been the universal champion. So there's that. My problem is that he can destroy a car, but he can't beat up Brock Lesnar. I mean, what? Well, Brock Lesnar was made better than the car, apparently. Uh, I guess so. Say that. I guess so. I mean, it's 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 bad. Uh, The shield send off was interesting to me. Because I think it was a lot less emotion-filled than I expected it to be. Um, Although, and we were talking about this before we, you know, came on today. Dean Ambrose, if he is leaving, is getting the send-off of life. Best send-off ever. 
I mean, seriously, this is better than anybody else's send off who was leaving that we didn't know, you know, that, yeah, that we didn't know that they were retiring, which leads me to think that if he is leaving WWE, maybe he's leaving pro wrestling altogether. There may not be a need for him to go to AEW. Wow. It's the greatest send-off I've ever seen. No one has ever gotten this much time in front of this much TV with this quality of matches as their send-off. Nope. So and you guys proof- think he could leave forever and like not go anywhere? Yeah, I mean, what I understand is he has lots of money stored up. He has lived a very modest life. Uh, there's not a need for him to compete for money. And I don't know that he loves the business enough to continue competing. So him choosing not to re-sign his contract may not be, I'm sick of WWE. It may be, I'm done with pro wrestling. Wow. 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 Here's an interesting thought, which I know you guys will appreciate. And hopefully this won't, uh, you know, pair off some of our audience. But one of the things that holds true between both wrestling and church life and preachers and pastors is... It is thought as though once a wrestler, always a wrestler. Once a pastor, always a pastor. And so we don't even really embrace the idea that, oh, my God, a wrestler can retire on his own terms. There's not an injury involved, etc. Much like, you know, a pastor retiring seemingly is unheard of. So I think we have a scenario where we could have somebody choosing to leave on his own terms without his body being broken, without being forced out of the business. If that's the case, kudos to you, Dean Ambrose. Well, only with the only reason why I'd love this is if he takes his wife with him. She is a terrible commentator. Let, let the woman make her money. Like, nah, geez. make it someplace else. But she's terrible on on, you, on the commentator. You are mean. Now I'll tell you who is great. I like. I, and I said this last week. I'm a fan of Beth Phoenix. Me uh, too. Bring in should, Beth, but take out should, take out. She should be commentating more regularly. And it looks like perhaps there's a setup for Beth and Natalia to take on Tamina and Nia Jax at Mania. I like we don't it. want it. We you don't, don't want, want it. it. I love it. I we think don't it's want great. it. You we don't, don't want, want it. it. Oh, my God. Who you called them the like Blonde WWE. Divas? You called them the Blonde Divas, didn't you? Or was that I you or John? I never called them the Blonde Divas. That was John divas. who called them the Blonde Divas. That then. was John. I never called them. They were never divas. They were always kind of anti-diva because they were strong and really trying to be wrestlers during a time where the diva movement was really, really big. So let me ask you all this. Do you all care about these women tag titles? Because I do. I do. I don't. You don't care about anything but blood on a woman. Shame oh. on you. Shame oh. on you. Absolute shame on you. <laughs> no, but no, here's what I mean. He's been he's been fighting for three years of the faction to see a first blood match with Ric Flair and Charlotte. Okay, just let me clear to, this up. This is terrible. Let me, let me clear this up. It is not because she's a woman. It is because I think Flair would truly blade his daughter, okay? Oh, my That's God. why I said that. Is Charlotte not and a woman? And when I said it, yes, she is a woman, but I'm and not you saying not it because she's a woman. Because of who her father is and because Shame I know she's doing it. 
You said in the t- you just said a few minutes ago in this Nia Jax versus Courtney Beard match, the only way you do it is if she bled. That's what you said. Yes, and you know why? Because you she's want my women size. to bleed. What's wrong with you? It's because she's my. I want wrestlers to bleed. How Shame many times you. have you have you guys texted me in the group chat when it's the blood you. and saying, Courtney, you got what you want? Shame on you, Courtney. All I'll say Shame is the faction you. nation is appalled at you right now, GB, for They're even not. eluding at something. You, like wait, that. the same people you call stupid? When did mm. I call them stupid? Oh my lord! Yeah. So with that I love said, our fans. here's the thing. You, your question was, do we care about the women's tag titles? We do, and here's why: because it's the first championship in this current WWE era that can be defended on multiple brands. These ladies That's were true. on Raw. They're getting challenges from SmackDown. They showed up at NXT, not just during a TV taping, but during a house show to rescue another tag team. They are doing the work. And again, it's kind of in new territory because when the WWE tag titles existed before, there was only one place to defend them. But now that they can be defended on three different brands, you have an amazing situation. So we care. And shout out to Bailey, who is really the strength of that tag team, who ensured she ensured that Sasha actually had her first successful title defense (laughs) of her career. Congratulations. Clack, do you care about this women's title? These tag titles? I don't, but not for the reasons you don't, you bloody massacre. Mm-hmm. <gasps> That's who he is. That gives new meaning to a certain album called The Bloody Wind, doesn't it? <laughs> shame, shame, shame. I tell you. I tell you. So Monday Night oh. Raw was was good. Oh, you guys are brutal. It was oh, We're brutal. Oh, my Lord. Well, with that said, hey, let's go to SmackDown because SmackDown was pretty impressive last night hailing uh, from... Dayton, Ohio. Oh, Lord. Do I have to say the name of this place? Say it. Was that the Nutter Center? All right. So let's move on. Uh, It started with This show show is one for the books. (laughs) It started with Shane McMahon giving his explanation of why he attacked The Miz. And apparently now Shane hates everybody. He, you know, he hates everybody. And he challenged The Miz to a match at WrestleMania, which we all correctly predicted. Then the Hardy Boys and Aleister Black and Ricochet were in an eight-man tag against The Bar, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Rusev. It felt very New Japan, except the New Day came in and gave them work. Randy Orton and AJ Styles, we have to talk about their promo. I think they had one of the best promos that I've seen in a long, long time. Asuka defeated Sonya Deville, and now we've got the hint of a breakup between Sonya and Mandy. Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair, who were absent on Raw, made their presence felt on SmackDown. Rey Mysterio and R-Truth defeated the U.S. champion Samoa Joe and Andrade. And then in a tag match, Daniel Bryan and Rowan defeated Kevin Owens and Mustafa Ali. Mr. McMahon said he was going to give Kofi Kingston an opportunity to have a WrestleMania match, but that opportunity was going to involve him winning another gauntlet match against Randy Orton and Samoa Joe and The Bar and Rowan. 
Hmm. All right, guys, what do you think of last night's episode of SmackDown? I hope the New Day does this every week until they get what they want. Yeah, I like it. I hope they slaughter everything moving. Mm -hmm. I hope next week they slap the taste out of Linda Mouth. I hope Linda, Linda McMahon. I hope she's so when they get her too. So now you want women to be abused. That that I'm saying is that the New Day are attacking everybody. And I think that this is exactly what we need for the road to WrestleMania. Okay. 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 I'm with it. Clock, what'd you think of uh, SmackDown Live? Stellar as usual. Um, I thought Shane McMahon, we're not going to talk about it a whole lot, but gave us a very underrated promo. I thought Shane was brilliant. Sounded mm. just like his daddy. I mean, he, he, was, did, he was good. Though. He and did. He felt like his dad in his prime. Right. Right. He was good. Yeah. So that, and honestly, I really wasn't interested in seeing him fight the Miz on any stage. But after that promo, I, I want to see Shane get in the mix more. But anyways, mm-hmm. uh, I thought that uh, Daniel Bryan and Rowan, I thought that was really I, I don't know how I feel about Kevin Owens now that he's back. It's it's like he's weird or something's missing or it's uh, weird seeing Kevin Owens is a good guy. Like you just keep is. waiting for him to, to turn. Yeah, he, he needs to. Yeah, I, I I'm just I'm not with it at all. Uh, Becky and Charlotte, I, I thought that they're they're just money, and uh, hopefully the WWE gods get it right because Charlotte needs that strap come WrestleMania time. But the overall, I thought SmackDown was very very entertaining. Again, if I give Raw a B plus, I've got to give SmackDown an A plus plus. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Courtney, you did talk about it. Can we can we take some time to break down this Randy Orton versus AJ Styles promo? This we could have spent an entire segment, in my opinion, on that alone. Let's break this down. What'd you think of the promo with Randy Orton and AJ Styles? Clack, you got it. Uh, I think what I've always thought. Randy needs someone to fight, hmm. someone of stature. I think Randy's bored. I think Randy's ready to retire. I'm, I, I'm not even going to necessarily dig into the goal that they gave us on the microphone. I'm going to dig into my disappointment of Randy Orton. He is the prototypical, quote-unquote, Greek freak. I mean, he is built to be a professional wrestler. But something in Randy's brain doesn't kick in until a Bray Wyatt shows up or until an AJ Styles shows up. So I don't necessarily want to praise him for what he should be doing on a continual basis. I'm actually annoyed with him. Wake up, Randy. Well, I think it's time for Randy to pay the piper. It's time to pay. You've dogged Super Kick Fest. You've dogged the Indies. And in the words of AJ Styles, to dog the Indies, you should follow my career well. It is time for you to pay rent, sir. And it's time for Orton to be held accountable. So in a perfect world, every person who's ever been a part of the Bullet Club would come and get some. In a mm. perfect world, the boys from AEW would come up and have a super kick fest on one Randy Orton. And it is time to pay the piper. And you got a real one now. You got a real one now. With me, AJ Styles, you got a real one. Mm-hmm. Let me just say this is the product of having the former TNA guys in the back. Yep. Because the truth of it is, Randy Orton really had no idea 
about these things about AJ Styles. But who better to tell him than the guys who were actually there? Like a Sanjay Dutt, like an Abyss, like a Bruce Pritchard. These guys who were there who could give him the details and fill in the blanks where he couldn't fill it out himself. Now, I'll say this. It's the first time in years that Randy Orton barely stuttered during a promo. It's the first time in years where you felt passion from Randy Orton. I didn't feel passion from him when he burnt down the the Wyatt compound. I didn't feel passion from him even when he beat up Triple H and Stephanie a few years ago. But this, there was passion. There was authenticity. And I think we could all check the boxes on a lot of these receipts. And this is the first time, if we're honest, that we had this much mention of what happened in the indie world on mainstream TV for WWE. It wasn't hinted at. I mean, they went from everywhere with the Bullet Club to, you know, finally an act. AJ Styles is the first person to accuse Randy Orton of stealing the diamond cutter. Like, this was... For for a wrestling fan like we are, there was so much gold in this promo. I just sat back and I was like, what did we do to deserve this? What did we do? To me, it is the most perfect episode of SmackDown I've ever seen. Because from start to finish, we were completely engaged. I was like, the two hours is over already? I could sit through another hour of this because everybody was on fire. Every segment mattered. Every match, every uh, occurrence, every word, everything mattered last night. And uh, to see AJ, you know what's funny? For all the talk, and, and it's funny because, you know, when when Orton did this whole thing dogging the indies, talking about flips and all that stuff that he went off on a few years ago, There was nobody to combat that face-to-face. AJ Styles finally gets to do it. And I really wonder, what does a Ricochet think right now? And Ricochet gets to be in there with a Randy Orton. Because Randy Randy Orton was going off on his match with Will Ospreay. So, like, it's amazing to watch. Well, it goes back to that fake apology that Randy issued concerning the uh, the Indies. But I'm going to tell you something. I love the way the life comes around and gives you a hand, Randy. Because when you issued that apology back in 2017, you had an 8% battery. Go back and look at it. You put in a screenshot of your note. You had an 8% battery. Well, that's what AJ Styles is doing now. He's taking your 8% left of the career you have left and giving it a buzz. You ought to be thankful for AJ Styles charging you up the way you should have been thankful for whatever phone you had charging you up. And then he talked about guys doing dives. AJ's going to dive all over this dude. Yeah, I, I think this has the makings of a match that should be And very, I hope he gets the 20 super kicks he talked about, too. <laughs> That would be just right, wouldn't it? That'd be so. I right. hope so. And AJ ought to lay eight dollars on his chest afterwards. Oh my or gosh! Or Randy Orton is about to beat the living daylights out of the indie circuit through hey, one. How, hey, uh, how do you end his call? How do, how do we cut him I'm off? Just, I'm trying. just saying. How do, how do we end his call? You know, it it could happen either. The and that's that's what's going to make WrestleMania so challenging to predict. If, if Randy Orton beats AJ Styles, I'm telling you guys right now, 
when Randy Orton comes back to San Antonio, I'm going to super kick him myself at the airport. Please do not have Randy Orton beat you within an inch of your life, Courtney. Please. Are wait, you serious? Wait. Randy Orton? Cor- have Courtney. you seen me? Courtney. Have you Cor- seen Courtney. me? Courtney. Courtney. Calm Courtney. down, GB. Courtney. Uh, <laughs> have y'all Ro- seen my new physique, what I've been working with? Robert. Robert. <laughs> Robert. <laughs> Robert. <laughs> have y'all I'm just asking. Have y'all Robert. seen me lately? Robert. Robert. <laughs> Robert. Uh, I'm just saying. I'm listen, listen. Y'all I'll tell you, I'll tell me you with what. This. Uh, Robert, Robert. Let me let me tell you what we can do. Why don't you come to Atlanta and attend a DDP yoga class with me? That'll at least Help with your flexibility so you'll be able to raise your leg up high enough. I'd like to let you know that I have been doing a very intense yoga thinking session because I believe I believe that as a man thinking, so is he. So when I think about stretching, I believe I'm actually stretching. (laughs) All right. (laughs) We'll just let you have that. Um, a couple of items before we go. One of the things that was announced on Raw that we did not get to is Kurt Angle. Uh, his match against Apollo Crews in Pittsburgh was his final match in Pittsburgh as he has wow. announced his retirement uh, with his farewell match happening at WrestleMania. In the same week, Japanese legend who Jushin Thunder Liger has announced that he will be retiring and his final match will take place at Wrestle Kingdom 14. Let's take a quick moment to uh, pay tribute to Kurt Angle and to Jushin Thunder Liger, both of whom are great wrestling legends who have announced their impending retirement. Man, you sound like you got a little choked up by that one, GB. Um, when, when, When you think of... Pittsburgh, if you're a wrestling fan, you have to think Kurt Angle. Uh, Pittsburgh played such a huge part in the beginning of his WWE career. Uh, I was a little disappointed when Kurt said with a broken freaking neck that the crowd did not pop louder because that was like Pittsburgh. That was your moment. Uh, but the, Pittsburgh took a hard blow this week. They, they're dealing with a lot of a lot of things this week. So I, <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll give I'll give that to them. Uh, but then, man, I you know, guys, I'm WCW. I got a special place in my heart for Jushin Thunder Liger. Mm-hmm. I had never seen anything like him when he came over. Yeah. I mean, I had, I had experienced the great Muda, and I thought Muda was the equivalent of that style of wrestling until I saw those horns. Mm-hmm. And I said, here comes the man, and what matches he gave us with Christopher Jerome Jericho. So when I think of Jushin Thunder Liger, I think of his WCW work, and I probably should go back and become a student of his uh, New Japan work. Yes, yes, which you can do at njpwworld.com. Clack, what do you think of uh, your thoughts on Kurt Angle and Jushin Thunder Liger? I'm telling you, we are going to sorely miss Kurt Angle. Not this newer version of him, but that guy made such an impact on the WWE and uh, last week when Courtney was here in Memphis, I got into a major fight with him to really try to convince him that Stone Cold did not carry the Attitude Era on his own. 
Oh, and God. Kurt Angle had major contributions with yeah. Milko Mania, mm-hmm. classic fights with Austin, The Rock, mm-hmm. feuds with Triple H, Undertaker. He feuded with the greats, and I believe added an element to those matches and those feuds that they could not do on their own. So Kurt Angle is going to be sorely missed, an amazing technical wrestler. We've got the myth and the legend of him challenging Brock Lesnar uh, with the cameras off going face-to-face, and let's see who comes out on top, and the boys rooting on Kurt Angle. So we're, we're just going to miss Kurt. And uh, the other guy, ju- Juicing ju- juicing Light Tiger, Juicing Juicer, I don't know. Juicing! 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 Juicing under lingerie. We're going to miss juicing lingerie as well. So we're going to miss you too, buddy. Have a good one, dude. Both of them are huge legends in this sport, and uh, certainly they both will be missed. We did pose a question to our faction followers on Instagram regarding the uh, retirement of Kurt Angle. Who should Kurt Angle battle at WrestleMania? Uh, A couple of the answers included John Cena, uh, I think you even said Clack Samoa Joe. Um, so let's find out who who should Kurt Angle's final opponent be at WrestleMania? <laughs> you asking me? Yeah. By, the, by, 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 by the way he looks, it should be somebody who can't wrestle that well. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I mean, in a perfect world, it would be Jeff Jarrett. Ew. Ooh. That, wow. Tell me, tell me you ain't gonna get some Sullivan so, Benoit in that. So at first I was like, "Ew," because Jeff Jarrett's final appearance, uh, certainly in the WWE ring, was nothing to remember. But then you think of the dynamic between the two. But I really think that those two have probably worked things out. I mean, since you know they both uh, have children by the same woman, so yeah, you kind of have to work that out at some point, I guess. But, mm. Okay. I don't know, man. I, Jeff Jarrett. You know, it, it would make sense I, if they wanted to mean something. I mean, you, you're not going to bring back one of the old guys. But, uh, I don't know, Shelton Benjamin or, no. you know, if, if, if Chad Gable were, uh, were, were a singles competitor, somebody like that, someone who has that type of a wrestling prowess, if they, re- if they really love us, they'll give us the footage of that shoot fight between uh, – Kurt Angle and Brock Lesnar from back in the day. Mm. I'd love to see that. I'd love to see that. Clack, what do you think? Yeah, you know, unfortunately, it's uh, Rock's not coming back to fight Angle. Austin's already going to anoint Becky, unfortunately. And uh, Undertaker, I don't, I don't know if we should waste Undertaker for Kurt Angle. So it really does seem like the only person that's that's talented enough, willing to put him over, is going to be John Cena. So I, I, I'd have to say it's going to be Cena. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Well, I, I mean, certainly Cena would make some sense. I mean, if it, it brings the career full circle with the whole ruthless aggression mm-hmm. moment that introduced John Cena to the WWE world. But I have an answer that nobody's mentioned yet. <sighs> I think it would be a great moment to have a rematch from WrestleMania 21. Kurt Angle versus the heartbreak king, Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels can still go in the ring. And, uh, you know, instead of putting him in against The Undertaker and Kane in Saudi Arabia, 
Let's get Kurt Angle. The, the guys can still go. I think it'd be a great match. Let him finish against Mr. WrestleMania. But uh, something tells me that that Saudi money was a little bit better than New York money for Shawn Michaels. So I don't think that'll happen. So I don't know who's going to end up in there. But I would say this. I like the idea of John Cena. Um, I don't want John Cena in a match against the current champion. Uh, John Cena doesn't really lose anything if he loses this match. He doesn't really gain anything if he wins the match. So I think it, it would be something that, that makes sense. So... GB, we'll you know, yes. I also I also think Kurt Angle does very well against husky opponents like okay. uh, like Rikishi, Big Show. Maybe he can take on Courtney's mighty rushing <laughs> win. Stuff, <laughs> <laughs> and he's so disrespectful. He's slamming pins. He's breathing. He's eating nowlaters. I'm not eating nowlater. How do you snore awake? I, I, I am, I'm, 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 I'm not eating a melon. What are you oh doing? God. That's hilarious on so many levels. DB, could yeah. you hear him breathing while you were explaining? Oh, I certainly could. I, I tried to act like I didn't, but I certainly could. I want um, everybody in the faction chat right now, if you could hear Courtney breathing, put a thumbs up right now. Just put Courtney breathe. So, Courtney, so, they're, they're not going to do it because they love they love me. Are you oh. crazy? Breathing beard. Put down the breathing, <laughs> the, the breathing, breathing beard. beard they're, yes. They're, they're not going to do it because they have a deep affection for me. Uh, no, they have deep emotion that, that for you. I don't think it's affection. No. But there's emotion, dude. Uh, <laughs> dude, people have written me on my inbox and said thank you for being honest about the way you see us. We've seen ourselves so closely. Right. I'm sure everyone who's been called stupid feels the same way. Um, Who so, calls somebody stupid? Oh gosh. So here's so before we go, NXT should be very interesting tonight because the NXT champion Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, has now been out on neck cert for neck surgery. He got neck surgery last week, and uh, it is said that this week the future of Tommaso Ciampa and the NXT Championship will be decided on NXT television tonight. Uh, guys, what do you think happens to the NXT Championship and Tommaso Ciampa? Mind you, of course, Ciampa and Gargano were reunited as DIY. They're in this tournament. They were set for a great run on Monday Night Raw. Obviously, that has not happened. And uh, it's your NXT champion out on neck surgery. Certainly, you won't be coming back from that next week. What do you think happens to the NXT championship and Tommaso Ciampa? This is so unfortunate, man. It's so unfortunate. But if the boys in the back understand wrestling, somebody has to take the bull by the horns. Velveteen Dream, this is your moment. I mean, you have been given a golden moment that we can now have your likeness on TV and really make something. So it's unfortunate for him, but it's everything for somebody back there who has a dream. Hmm. Clack, what do you think? Um, I think Velveteen Dream, I, I agree with Courtney. He really should step up to the plate. And be twice the star of Gold Dust. If he's smart, he has watched those who have uh, already kind of walked in these footsteps, and he's going to put a 2019 remix on it. But now's the time. It's interesting because he is the current North American champion. Part of me feels like they hold a tournament with the champion crowned at NXT Takeover New York, 
uh, during WrestleMania weekend, unless, of course, they make take over the tournament to take us as a throwback back to WrestleMania 4. Um, wow. I think that would be, like, really, really neat to do, especially there in New York since WrestleMania 4 happened in Atlantic City, not far away. Uh, I think there are a lot of opportunities. It seems as though Velveteen Dream could be the champion, but... Johnny Gargano has not been on Monday Night Raw since this happened. Maybe this is Gargano's champion chance to become the Ooh. NXT champion. Um, I think they have a lot of places that they could go. Matt Riddle is interested in the North American championship. Um, I think they have a lot of opportunity. I think there's no shortage of talent in NXT. NXT is going to be perfectly fine. I hope t- certainly uh, Tommaso Ciampa heals and heals quickly. But I think, obviously, we're going to have a new champion. I think they're going to announce a tournament. I think the tournament is going to be between uh, NXT. They're going to open it up even to NXT UK and maybe even a a couple of guys from 205 Live. I don't know. But I think there is some real opportunity. Uh, Can you imagine the bruiserweight Pete Dunne? In a tournament for the NXT Championship, that would be really good. That I, you, that I could see. Can you see him and Johnny Gargano in the main event of Takeover fighting for the vacant NXT Championship? Oh my gosh! Take my money now. So we'll see. Certainly, we'll be reporting on it, and uh, we'll do some hot takes and some more. Uh, about that so we need to go ahead and get out of here but hope you guys have enjoyed the show and enjoyed it's been kind of an interesting spirited show today so uh, i hope you guys certainly enjoyed that here are ways that you can reach out to us by way of social media courtney at c major build on instagram and twitter courtney build on facebook hey guys i was bullied on the show today did y'all feel that tension holler at your boy if you have been bullied mm, yeah clack Brandon J. Clack on all the social media platforms. And if you would like to be able to learn how to identify truth and lies, talk to me and I'll tell you how I deal with Courtney every day. (laughs) And you can reach (laughs) me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Bonnerfied. And, of course, you can follow us at The Faction Show on Instagram, Twitter, and on our new Faction page on Facebook. At yeah, yeah. Faction Show. Plus, we've got new content we're bringing your way. Stay connected to our Instagram for our hot takes, where you get to hear from us on a regular basis on some pretty hot topics. It's going to be amazing. We love getting your feedback, and we love interacting with you, the Faction Nation. And so until next time, it's Courtney, it's Clack, it's GB, and we are the Faction.